Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 787. Four reasons to ditch the fitness tracker and listen to your body, part two, by Julia Steyer of dietspotlight.com. And I'm Dr. Neil. Hello, happy Tuesday, and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I simply read to you from the best health and fitness blogs for free. I cover fitness, nutrition, stress management, weight management, and lots more, just like an audiobook, but from a bunch of different authors, and always with permission from the sites. Now, before I get to today's post, people have been asking me how I'm gonna celebrate Christmas in July. Now, I'm a huge Christmas nerd. Now, you may remember, last December, for every day of the month, from December 1st up until Christmas Day, I gave out a Christmas trivia question. That's how nerdy I am when it comes to Christmas, and so people know that, and they've been asking me, what's your plan for Christmas in July? Well, here's how nerdy I am. I actually celebrated a month early. I celebrated Christmas in June, so not only am I a big Christmas nerd, but I'm also a huge baseball fan, and it just so happened that my home team, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Yes, I hate that name, but they were hosting a Christmas in June baseball game. So who was one of the first to buy tickets? This guy. And it was super fun. They had a Christmas tree. They had wreaths around the stadium. They had Christmas lights. People were wearing all their Christmas gear. It was super fun. So yeah, I've actually already celebrated. All right, that's enough of that. Now, before I get to today's post, just a reminder that this is part two from yesterday. So if you're new here or skipping around, I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. That's episode 786. But if you're all caught up, let's hear part two and continue optimizing your life. Four reasons to ditch the fitness tracker and listen to your body. Part two by Julia Steyer of dietspotlight.com. Reason number three, fitness tracker challenges may lead to overtraining syndrome. Overtraining syndrome, or OTS, can develop into a real illness, and it has been an increasing epidemic among gym goers who feel they need to do high-intensity interval training, or HIT, such as Strong by Zumba, every single time they step foot into a gym. Trackers have created mass hysteria to burn as many calories as possible, or in the case of famed author David Sedaris, to log as many steps until his Fitbit breaks. The holy grail of caloric output has created a fitness tracker-thirsty gym culture that neglects correct form to achieve the fullest burn. When this happens, individuals can revel in the attention from the head trainer to showcase their accomplishments on a brag board, PR board, or be featured in the weekly Facebook post. 
Achieving the elusive caloric output of 1,000 calories in 45 minutes has morphed people into believing they can work out past the point of fatigue and venture into a new realm of overtraining syndrome. This new digital phenomenon may be increasing injuries because of the lack of correctness in exercising and also performing HIT when fatigued. This has been studied and documented to happen more among millennials who report suffering from increased hip injuries and rhabdomyolysis. To achieve a maximal caloric output, people are putting too much wear and tear on their bodies, which has long-term ramifications. Once a person enters into overtraining syndrome, fatigue is constant. Your body begins to break down because of a lack of recovery, rest, and recuperation. Finally, performance starts to decline. Is it my fitness tracker? A fitness tracker for weight loss has individuals pushing harder to achieve an unrealistic burn. I'm not saying your fitness tracker will cause harm, but your fitness tracker doesn't give any consideration into your overall well-being and neglects the idea of general adaptation syndrome, or GAS. Reason number four, the best fitness tracker and general adaptation syndrome. General adaptation syndrome, again, or GAS, is not a result of overtraining syndrome. It's broken down into three stages. Stage one is alarm. Stage two is resistance. And stage three is exhaustion. All of these stages are how a body responds to stress. As you look at your fitness tracker and screenshot the fitness tracker app to post on your social media, does it notify you of which adaptation stage you're in? No? Well, unless you have the newest velocity-based fitness tracker, it isn't keeping an eye out for your overall well-being and progress. The alarm stage. The immediate shock of a new exercise causes stress. The alarm stage affects the following systems, endocrine, nervous, skeletal, and muscular. So your body senses change, so it increases oxygen and blood supply. It releases hormones and begins to recruit other muscles to help meet the demands of the stressors. Often, there is a delayed onset of muscle soreness, or DOMS, in the alarm phase. The alarm phase can change depending on the acute variable applied to a workout, like incorporating suspension training. But then again, your fitness tracker doesn't realize the importance of recruiting motor units. It's made to keep heart rate and track calorie burn. So go fast, get your heart rate up, get the most rounds in the allotted time. Form makes no difference because calories must be incinerated. The resistance stage. When your body becomes familiar with the stress and has figured out how to distribute blood and oxygen throughout the body properly, and your cortisol or stress hormone levels begin to level off, and finally, your muscular system recruits the proper muscles to handle the stress. This is important in general adaptation syndrome because this is the time where there needs to be change. If you want to produce a new response, there needs to be an increase in volume and workload. This is part of the principle of progression. Working with a personal trainer would be beneficial but you have placed your trust in the fitness tracker and the fitness tracker knows the measurement of hard work. A good way to monitor this is when you realize your heart rate might not get into the brag-worthy red zone. It's not going there because of a lack of hard work and it's not getting there because you have strengthened your cardiovascular system. A realistic change might be to shorten the duration of exertion and increase resistance. For example, on a spin bike similar to SoulCycle, add another quarter turn to your flats during your Tabata sprints. See how it changes your breathing and your legs. Don't worry about the total calories. Instead, feel the changes as they are happening. The exhaustion stage. This is when added stress leads to fatigue. This doesn't have to be just physical fatigue. It can also be emotional and psychological. 
Remaining in the exhaustion phase can result in stress fractures, muscle strains, prolonged fatigue, joint pains, lack of motivation, and of course, develop into overtraining syndrome. If you feel you're underperforming, you might need to consider adding a rest day or two or three. To be your best, you must rest. Muscles can begin to break down. So again, listen to your body and read the signs. Failure to perform is your body's way of letting you know it's time to take a break. Your fitness tracker doesn't measure how quickly you adapt to workouts. Instead of reading the numbers and measuring your exercise performance based on the fitness tracker, realize your body will cue you into how to best navigate and adapt to the labyrinth of healthy living. You just listened to part two of the post titled Four Reasons to Ditch the Fitness Tracker and Listen to Your Body by Julia Steyer of dietspotlight.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. So at the end of yesterday's episode, I was talking about how we don't need to completely hate on all fitness trackers. I mentioned that some are more accurate than others, and luckily there are data to show which are more accurate. And so if you plan your meals, if you plan your exercise around what you see on the fitness tracker app, when you look at your results on those apps, if you're basing your life around those results, well, just know that those are probably inaccurate. But what I did mention is, if a fitness tracker helps to keep you motivated, if it helps you stay on track with your health and fitness and nutrition goals, then by all means use it. But Julia makes a good point here. She says, don't let it control your life. Don't let it be the end-all be-all. This is because we can become obsessed with the results on our fitness tracker. And if we become hyper-obsessed about it, this may be an unhealthy obsession. As a result, we may end up pushing our bodies too far. We, of course, want to push the body beyond what it's used to. That's how we get results. But then there's a fine line between doing that and then pushing so far, you're actually overtraining. And that's where being a little bit intuitive about your body, maybe ignoring the fitness tracker for a little while, and really thinking about how you feel, being mindful of not only your eating, but of how you're feeling, that's where you're gonna know whether you're overtraining or undertraining. The key to this, though, is you have to be honest with yourself. You can't say, oh, I probably overtrained and use that as the excuse to skip a workout. So you have to be honest. Are you really overtraining and that's why you're skipping the workout or are you just using it as an excuse? For me, what I've realized is after almost, what, now 20 years of working out, I have a very intuitive sense of what workout I feel I need to do today. 
I basically stopped writing down every single workout I'm doing because when I'm ready to start my workout, intuitively, I kind of know which muscles I need to work or whether I just need to do some cardio today. It becomes really instinctual and that's what's really cool about it. But again, that takes time. And so I only learned all of this by pushing my body way too far, getting injured, getting sick because of overtraining. So it has taken me some time to hone this. But if you stick to it, you'll get to that point too. But again, honesty is required. All right, that's enough out of me. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening every day. I hope you're having a wonderful week and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us and remember your optimal life awaits.